Hello, Jamie. Hello, Charlotte. Oh, that or- is better. That already looks better. Like I can see yeah. the lines. Let me I just think stop I just it. Needed to get closer. Okay, great. One second. I'm Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to With, With Relish. Relish. doing episode five yeah i think we are and i think you cool. go first okay hi 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 we're in the same room i know it's been so long never before until this year has been in the same room as someone been so exciting to me actually though like every single time I come over it's been so long since we've been together I feel like we just come out of lockdown then we go into lockdown and then we come out of lockdown and then I have a mental breakdown like we don't I didn't have a mental breakdown but you, you know like a rough couple of weeks I was just so busy it's with been work a weird year <laughs> like I've had a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. It's just been a time. We oh. had online recording issues. Yes, that's right. That is why um, this episode has taken so long to come out, everyone. Listeners, thank you so much for your patience because Jamie and I have we've um we've been through a bit of a bit of a rough patch lately, haven't we? Oh my god. Not in our relationship that makes it sound like we're getting divorced or nah, something. No, <laughs> no, nah, not us. Not us. Just life in general. And also we ha- we literally have had this episode written for like two months, I feel. Yeah. I, it's... I, the passing of time means nothing to me anymore, but I feel <laughs> like it's been about two months. Yeah, we wrote this we wrote this episode probably I honestly want to say like at least seven-ish weeks ago. I can't even remember what I wrote about, so this is going to be new for me as well. Exciting. (laughs) Well, we wrote this episode and then we went to go and, and, um, you know, record it and none of our gear was working properly. And of course, we had to do it in, in the lockdown. And so you know, Auckland's second lockdown. The internet was making it really scratchy and weird. Honestly, I felt like an invalid. But, no, that's really bad. I shouldn't say that. But I just was like, can we just have a break, please? (laughs) Anyway, we're here, and we're recording, and we're back in action. I've got a 500ml can of Grana energy drink. Jamie's so gross. (laughs) Jamie is hungover, everyone. And I turned up, and she's got this gigantic can of energy drink, and I'm just judging so hard. (laughs) Like, I made you a cup of tea like a civilized person, but I'm just sitting here with my... Like, microphone-sized can of energy drinks that I'm halfway through. But hey, she's alive, folks. Um, So I think I'm up first, and I've got a couple of really interestingly named foods. I nearly couldn't say that. (laughs) I have forgotten how to talk, it's fine. (laughs) I've got a couple of... Ooh, I've I've just smacked my hand on the desk. Ow, that kind of hurt. I feel like I hurt myself every episode. (laughs) What a, what a fool. Um, I mean, I feel like the size of your rings that you just smashed on my desk, I think my desk got hurt more than you did. You I do like have some massive knuckle rings. Knuckle dust in my desk. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, I've got two really interestingly named foods for you today. And it's so funny reading these because I wrote this like two months ago. But the first one um, is called da 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 Witchetty Grub. I love the witchetty grub. Do you know what witchetty grub is? I do. Do you? But people from other parts of the world may not. Okay, great. Well, folks, witchetty grub or witchetties is a term used in Australia. I love that word, witchetties. 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 Just some casual witchetties. I'm just going to go grab some Um, It's a term used in Australia. Our friends over in Aussie. And it's, they are large white wood eating grubs it's not a euphemism no it is an animal larvae mm, juicy. grubs plump plump Ooh. grubs and they've got little faces they have tiny Ooh. little faces yeah so yeah. like you've probably you've probably seen them in films and stuff i don't know i feel like crocodile dundee they're gr- probably in that classic classic thanks for pointing that out that's a good point um yes and they are from the ghost moth, which I think is a really oh, cool thing. Yeah. I did not know that. I never yeah. really thought about what they turned well, into. What they grow into. Exactly. No. They're a grub. They are the beginning. And then they morph. They into go through. a badass name. Into moth. a fucking cool, uh, like, like seriously, a ghost moth, which are exclusively found in the deserts of Australia. Mm. So you can't get them ghost moths anywhere else, mate. Do they look like ghosts? What do they look like? I think they have little round eyes on their wings from memory. Like they look quite creepy and I think they're quite big too. This a it's a big grub. I mean you eat them. You Oh, I just Googled ghost moths. Sorry, just a second. No, I that's totally fine. Moth. They're like a pale yellow moth. Are they the ones that have the circles? I probably should have. No, they're not. And they've got, like, the outside of their wing looks kind of white and reflective. Oh, yes. So okay, that might okay. be why they're called a ghost moth. Cool. I feel like I looked at what a ghost moth looked like moons ago, and I've just forgotten. And there are super fluffy bodied moths. It looks like they're wearing a little, like, like a little suit. boa. Yeah, yeah like cute. a little fluffy moth. Um, but these moths, you can only find them in Aussie, in the desert. And um, they start off life as a witchetty grub. And they are these large, plump, pale, kind of creamy colored grubs. Um, and they're really naughty, Ooh. too. No, they're naughty. They eat and absolutely demolish the root systems of heaps and heaps of really cool plants. No. I know. They're actually Sick. little shits. Little dick grubs. They're fucking assholes. Like, seriously, these grubs are <laughs> fucking assholes. And, like, people eat them and they're supposed to taste amazing. Never had one myself. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I don't want to see them go extinct, but I want people to eat them because they're assholes. Keep them under control. Yeah. Eat them, damn it. Put them on them skewers. I don't care. Just eat them. Because they do. They destroy, they honestly destroy the root systems of, like, any plant that they touch. So, anyway, um, cool little fun fact for you. Witchetty grubs are called witchery by the Aboriginal Indigenous people of Australia, which I think is quite cool. Um, and they are an important staple of wild bush tucker. So, like, bush tucker is basically wild food in Australia. It's, like, an entire cuisine. It's fucking awesome. Would love to go to the outback and just try some random stuff. You can do that and report back. I do not want to put that in my mouth. I would honestly eat a grub. I would. I know you would. I would not. I just, I am not shy or weird when it comes to, like, I've eaten a tarantula before. Oh. I have eaten 
a tarantula. I've eaten crickets. I've eaten eaten a frog. I've eaten all sorts of food. I'm just not shy on putting things in my mouth. They know. So um, these grubs are usually actually eaten raw. I know. Mm. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to go there. It's it's quite gross. They are a powerful protein hit, though, just so you know. Do you want a little, sm- a little Instead of a little I smoothie mean, before your gym workout, mate? Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset by this. I'm looking at a picture of one, and it just looks like the worst combination of, like, a rubbery casing, <laughs> a squishy inside, and then, like, a crunchy little face. Think of it as a small oh, little, and then, um... And like, so many little, like, spiky bits. Oh. Think of it as, oh. like, a tiny little blobby marshmallow. <laughs> no. There's no, like, marshmallowy about it. And I feel like it's far more... Like, you would bite down on it, and it would be, like, it would pop a little bit. Wait. Hold that thought, okay? Oh, no. Hold that thought, because they are sometimes eaten raw, usually, but they are also Mm. sometimes roasted on sticks and skewers until the outside is perfectly crispy. But wait, there's more. It's said that these roasted grubs taste like a cross between chicken and prawns, and the flesh firms up when they're cooking. It firms up and it gets tough, and then the inside retains its soft texture like an uncooked egg yolk. (laughs) I also don't like uncooked egg yolk. It's just so much. It's a no. It's a hard no. But actually, though, I don't want to eat an uncooked egg yolk. That's gross. It's just nasty. Like, you can get this bugs. Like, there's bacteria and stuff. Yeah, yuck. (laughs) Um, Uh, I'm upset by this (laughs) so we're almost there I promise these um you can find these grubs um usually around November to Jan so that's the best time for going out to find them we are almost in witchetty grub season um and they are mostly enjoyed around this time obviously when they are at full I think enjoyed is a very generous term I think I think that I would love to try one um and just so that you know um <laughs> if you don't whew, just hold yourself together Charlotte okay if you don't want to go foraging for your own witchetty grub <laughs> my face is so unimpressed right now you can also Go to a supermarket in Australia and buy a can of witchetty grub soup. Mm. Just just in case you'd like to not go to a desert and forage for your own grub, you can get a tin of witchetty grub soup from your local. Oh, and I bet they just pop down to the store. Vaguely see-through and like grey. To be honest, that sounds disgusting. I would not want to try a can of this. Like I would gelatinous. rather. I bet they go gelatinous. Imagine opening the can and just like watching it slide out just like a gelatinous plop. plop. Like... Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I know. I don't know if it's the half a litre of energy drink or the idea of eating that that's making my tummy hurt. Witchetty grubs, <laughs> you're welcome. Next time we go to Australia, when we're allowed to again, yeah. I'm. we're going to go and find some and I'm going to watch you eat them. Okay, an outback adventure just for the two of us. Yeah. Yes. I will eat a weird plant. Okay. 
Oh Make sure it's not toxic or anything. It can be toxic. Nox- nox- noxious. Weed. I would rather eat a toxic plant than a witchetty grub. <laughs> like I will trip balls, but I am not eating the witchetty grub. What a treat! <laughs> what a goddamn treat! Oh. Um, should I do my next one, or do you want to do your first one? I can do my first one. And can then we'll do alternate. Do you want to alternate? Okay, sure. Okay. All right. Let's you, you I can't even remember how we normally do I know, this, but this is so. the thing. I was like, do I just go on to my next one? Or do you want to go me, you, yeah, me, you? Let's, I, let's yeah, just try this. Seesaw. Okay, cool. Okay. No more grubs. On to you now. Okay. Oh, there's still kind of grubs involved a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh god. <laughs> you know me. Mm-hmm. Uh so today, my first food is gilly gilly. I'm sorry, what? Gilly Gilly. What's the second part? Skilleen. Gilly. Yeah. S K I L L Y G A L E E. Skilly Gilly. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm thinking of like Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell. Skilly Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyway, digressed a um, bit there. And Skilly Gilly, you'd think Skilly-gilly. a name that odd would just be for one food. No, no. They use this for two foods. Oh. One in the UK and one in America. Okay. They're like, this name is so good, we're going to just reuse it. Oh. So. Is that the Yanks stealing something from the Brits? Well, I think maybe it's the Brits going to America as they did. Mm. And then being like. Passing it on. Fuck England. We're not going to call it this. We're going to use it for something else. Interesting. I, I don't know. Okay. Carry on. But in jolly old England and associated colonies, skilligally with a thin, watery gruel made of oatmeal. Oh. It's probably like what they put the witchetty grubs in that ooh, can of soup. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a match made in nasty mm. heaven. <laughs> nasty heaven. <laughs> uh, I think that's called hell. <laughs> Uh, and it was served to sailors as a very poor substitute for hot cocoa. Oh, and if they were really lucky, it actually had some sugar at it. Oh, whoop de doo But it usually didn't. <laughs> it was also fed to convicts and people living in workhouses. Okay. So it was just a terrible drink for terrible times. Oh, no. It, like, they say it's a substitute for hot cocoa, but I don't see how in any way it's an at all similar i just it's just oaty water i feel like yeah like it's not it's like a completely different thing it's like very watery oat milk i guess and oat milk is gross it's gross i mean it just doesn't it's kind of like i mean i'll drink it because i'm i try to be dairy free like as dairy free as possible and i mean it it just it would just taste like almond milk like like a nothing milk like you're just tasting something with zero flavor yeah Oh. And the word gilly-gilly is thought to have originated in Ireland and was abbreviated in the 1830s to just skilly. <laughs> skilly-gilly, is, skilly-gilly is definitely an Irish word. Which, and they use the word skilly to just refer to any lacklustre drink. <laughs> there we go. So any drink that you sipped and you're like, well, this is a bit shit. <laughs> you just called it skilly. <laughs> Mate, let's get a pint of skilly. Score. You would never like want to get a pint of skilly. <laughs> Maybe a shot of skilly is all anyone would be able to handle. Yes, and in eighteen twenty, James Hardy though, a convict sent to Australia not once 
but three times <laughs> for pickpocketing, theft, and James. forged banknotes. Oh, you'd think you'd bloody learn after the first time, James. I mean, the first time you go to Australia, do you really want to go back that badly? At that time? At that time. Of the century? No. I, that's a long-ass boat ride, James. He really liked committing crimes. <laughs> it was his I hope he got some good shit out of those pockets. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he described Skilly Gilly in his memoirs as follows. Tolerable flour, of which the cook composed a certain food for breakfast, known among sailors by the name of Skilly Gilly, being in plain English, paste. <laughs> As in glue. <laughs> no! Because you know how you can make, like, wallpaper paste out of glue flour? I remember making paper mache yeah. piggy banks with that He's shit while I was literally just little. being a salty bugger and being, like, they call it Skilly Gilly. But in England, we just call it glue. Yeah, you're basically <laughs> drinking shit that's going to clog those arteries. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> other writers in that century, and also the next century, also compared Skilly Gilly to Bill Sticker's paste, probably due to its consistency and ingredients. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that now, is disgusting. Across the ocean, the story of American Civil War Skilly Gilly starts with hardtack. Now, hardtack is a cracker made of flour and water, mixed and rolled out to about one centimetre thick. It's basically dwarf bread from a Terry Pratchett novel. Okay. So, soldiers described it as indestructible, imperishable, practically inedible, too hard to chew, too small for shoeing mules, and too big to use as bullets. It sounds like Lambus bread from Lord of the Rings. Yes. How Frodo gets it in his little leaf, and he's like, we've got Lambus bread, and they're on Mordor with bare feet, and they're covered in dirt and and dying. just like, fuck my life. And they're going to eat the Lambus bread, and the Lambus bread, like, sounds really crusty, and they, like rip it into like bits and yeah. it's like it it's out it, it's dry it's like dry crusty bread that's mm-hmm. kind of like old crackers apparently it was so inedible that neither mice nor cockroaches bothered with it whoa but it was usually full of weevils oh yeah whoa Mm-mm. okay and so these worm castles as the unfortunate recipients <laughs> called them made up a large portion of a traveling army's rations Oh my god. Which was problematic, because as we've covered, hardtack isn't actually really edible. No. But if your choices were eating hardtack or starving, you'll try and eat hardtack. Yeah, you might get a protein punch from a weevil. Yeah, but you'll prepare it in a weird and creative way using whatever else you've got on hand to make it less... Hard tacky. <laughs> to disguise the fact it's the food formerly known as hard tack. Oh my god, it's so good. And so soldiers would break up the hard tack and soak it in hot water. Why? Because it made it soft enough to eat. Soft And also, it drowned all the critters that were cozied up inside. So all the dead weevils and larvae would float to the top and the soldiers would just Scoop them out. I just, Scoop them out. I just headbutted my <laughs> microphone. That was so gross. And then they'd drain out the rest of the water and would be left with the American Civil War equivalent of soggy crackers. Oh, my goodness. And so while the Hantak was, quote-unquote, washing, <laughs> the soldiers would fry up some salt pork in a skillet or a tin can mm. and they'd chop that up. And then the squishy soaked hardtack and the chopped salt pork would be added 
back into the meat fat left in the skillet, sometimes with some molasses, and then it would be fried until it was heated through. Oh my god, gross. So it was delicious. It was weevil free. It was chewable. Skilly Galee was what all hardtack wanted to be when it grew up. Oh, it had hopes and ambitions. It just wanted to be mixed with some salt pork oh, and to man. have its weevils removed by drowning. It just wanted its weevils removed. Like those weevils got witch trials. All its life. <laughs> it just Feel needed. Like if you're an innocent weevil, you'll float. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that is so fucking gross. Like, but also, it sounds like hardtack had zero nutrient value. Oh, it was literally just to fill you up. Like, they would have been sick, those people mm-hmm. back then, right? Like, what are you actually yeah, eating that's sure of nutrient value? Pretty sure a large proportion of the people who died in the Civil War died from, you know, illness and infection. Malnutrition. Malnutrition, um, starvation, especially in the South. Yeah, I think it was a huge thing. And, like, when you hear about stuff like that, like, that is a piece of dried, bready cracker shit filled with it's bugs. It's stale crackers. Like, thick, stale crackers. There's nothing that's good for you in that. No. There's literally no nutrients in that. You're eating something that's going to go in your tum, give you no nutrient value, and then you're going to, like, just poop it out. Up, yeah. Oh. Oh, God. It's just so sad when you think about it too, like, deeply. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's not good. Back to you. Um, oh, well... Interesting little segue there, because my next... What was that? Sorry, that was just a pop-up on my computer being like, hey, here's some updates for your video editing software. Hey, hey, I heard it through my microphone. I was like, Sorry Ooh, about that, guys. That is totally <laughs> fine. Um, I was going to say, interesting segue, because my next interestingly named food is called Apple Brown Betty. And that sounds great. It's such a cool name, right? It sounds delicious. Wow. I mean, it's cool, but it's not so cool at the same I mean, time. It sounds kind of racist, but it sounds delicious. Oh, it is racist. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, very, very, very similar to a crumble or a cobbler. Yes. Depending on where you're from in the world, they're pretty much it's the same similar. thing. Pretty much. Um, I had to include this one because you know I love all things southern sweet and apple brown Betty-ish. Um, however, this does have a little bit more of like a shittier theme to it. So you know me. I just have to the fact you use that I have to word dive in. It's called brown and now my mind's gone to a completely different place. Yeah. Yeah, so this dessert is delicious. It's obviously usually made with apples Mm -hmm. um, in the fall or autumn, as we'd call it here. Um, But through my research, I also realized that there were many, many people out there making it with peaches as well during peach season. Peach Brown Betty? I don't know. I mean, there's there's a few names. Peaches are delicious. Yeah, so, and I can imagine it being, you know... A, th- a massive thing in like Georgia, for example, like Georgia is the peach state. Yeah. So you know, and it's in the south. So mm, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's quite similar to any fruity dessert when it comes to using what's in season, what's around, whether that be apples or peaches. Um. Now a brown betty is a traditional American dessert, and as I mentioned earlier, it's quite similar in the look and taste of a crumble or a cobbler. The difference is that there are crumbs on the base 
as oh. well as sprinkled between the fruit layers. So, oh. it, yeah, and I've seen recipes using crumbled spice breadcrumbs or sweetened crumbs of any kind. Mm. So it's crumbs on the base of it as well. So think about when you make a crumble or a so cobbler, like you a put the fruit bread. kind of. Yeah, but you know how you think like how would you would make a crumble? You don't put anything in the base of the no, tray you bake it in. You, you just leave it. Leave the fruit against the bottom of the bowl whereas you put your crumbs down, you put your fruit down, you might sprinkle some crumbs between the fruit layers. It's interesting. Huh. Um and yeah, a recipe from 1877 that I found uses both apple sauce and crumbs in between layers. So it's like yes. fruity, delicious, but there's a little bit more to it. It's not just stewed so when fruit. When you cut it, does it come out like a slab or is it still very kind of like sloppy? I think it's still quite sloppy. Okay. I've never made one before, but the photos I saw of different types of Betty's being made um, or, you know, finished Betty's, um, they did look still a little bit sloppier. Okay. Um, apparently there was, in fact, a real Betty of African-American descent, from which the dish is named. Thank you, Betty. Thanks, Betty. It is believed that brown wasn't referring to the colour of the dish at all. It was to the cook herself, who may have been of mixed racial background, apparently. But, um, yeah, during colonial times, it was definitely common to name desserts after people, and there is further speculation that this Betty might have, and most likely, have been a slave. Um, or some sort of subservient black woman, which, mm. and that's what that's where that name would have come from. The recipe made from Granny Smith apples, um, lemon juice, sugar, sandwich bread, so that's where the crumbs would come okay. from, yeah. butter, cinnamon, and brown sugar, was first published in the Yale Literary Magazine as, bra- as Brown Betty in 1864. So it's old. It's it goes back. A way to, it's like bread and butter pudding. It's a way to use up slightly old bread. Yeah, yeah, and to use up those, make them into crumbs, use up what's in season in regards to fruit and stuff. Um Freshly baked brown Betty is traditionally served warm out of the oven mm. with lots of lemon sauce drizzled on it oh. and whipped cream. Lemon sauce. But you can have both. Oh, good. Yeah. That's great. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so it's just, it's quite an interesting recipe. You think, you think you know what it is, and then it's actually got some little differences that you would traditionally do with it. Like, for example, for us, we would put cream. Yeah. With an apple crumble or a cobbler. Or custard. Or custard. Because Britain. <laughs> exactly. But this is, yeah, apparently made with like a drizzling of lemon sauce, oh, which I, I think sounds delicious. To put that on something, but it sounds really good. Yeah, it does, eh? Um, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking it's definitely time to just like chop off the brown part of the recipe I think and just call it a Betty because I have yeah, seen because I feel like Betty's race should not be it shouldn't it's nothing to do with what you're eating it's nothing to do with the recipe and it's nothing to do with her skill in creating it no for... exactly like it's we just... don't call dishes made by white people white whatever exactly <laughs> like white Anne I know exactly it's so ridiculous so um yeah like just call it a Betty Betty is a fucking cute name, to be honest. So just call name. it Betty and keep it at that. But yeah, I don't know. Kind of like how they've recently rebranded, you know, Uncle Ben's. Did you know that they've recently branded Uncle Ben's to Ben's Originals? 
No, I've got some in the cupboard. I want to go and check now because I didn't even think it's to look. It's just recent, like middle oh. of this year recent. Oh, yeah, it probably is on my my current ones because I only bought them like last week or something. It might still be the original until they're getting them all yeah. out of there. But, yeah, you should read about it. There's quite a few That's brands. Cool. Um, Like Aunt Jemima's as well. Because the aunt and uncle is like a slave reference. It is, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's that subservient reference of rather than Mr. or Mrs., like white people in the South would be would called Mr. Called, or Mrs., yeah. And, and, well, they would call black people uncle or aunt or something yeah. like that rather than mr or mrs or by their actual first name so mm. it's it's definitely a rude term yeah because and it's not okay never have called you know a wealthy white person by their first name no so yeah it's not good um so that's really interesting and really good of them very late but I think with everything that's been happening this year in particular with Black Lives Matter I think there is no better fucking time to change your branding they're also you know how Uncle Ben's has you know a picture of a black older gentleman on the front in like a tie looking they're removing him too so they're literally taking the image off they're rebranding it to Ben's Originals yeah. I know. It's really interesting. But I feel like that needs to happen with... A lot of things. A lot of things. Yeah. A lot so, of like, things. Black Betty, for example. Just call it a fucking Betty. Just call it a Betty. I'm going to make myself a nice apple Betty tonight. Yeah. There you go. Cute, right? It sounds Sounds cute. Yeah. I'm going to make myself some peach Betty for dessert. Mm-mm. Mm. So, there you go. A little bit of uh, an interesting... I like that. That sounds... Same. Delicious. Sounds It's kind of so like a bread good. and butter pudding mixed with... A crumble, both things that I love. Yes. Let's make like jelly from friends and just mash them together. Please. Mm-hmm. So good. I love Southern style desserts. I just, oh, they're always so good. And I always love them because they're like proper Southern style desserts are just full fat, full sugar, yes. full cream, full the everything. Way they should be. They're just the way they were made. You know, there's no. There's no low fat. There's no low fats. There's no, there's, you know, like those original recipes are not gluten free. They're not vegan. They are covered in sugar and fat. And like, yeah. Sometimes I just like that. And some sugar and put it on anything you want. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then put it on anything you want, but then cook it in more oil, you know? And maybe put some like sprinkles on it. Some golden syrup. Well, what do they call golden syrup? Like molasses Molasses or something. something. Treacle, yeah. Yeah, treacle. Who knows? Mm -mm. Oh. Hilarious, but yes, um, that's my last one for this episode. We're on to you. Yes, we're well, on to you, pal. That kind of segues well into mine. Oh, I'm loving this it's, alternative you know stuff. How I always kind of have a theme. You do. You do. Uh, my second, interestingly named food for this episode is idiot's delight. Idiot's delight. Yes. Oh wow! Can we just appreciate this for a second? Idiot's delight. Simple, memorable, questionable. Mm. Like, I feel seen by this dessert. I'm not going to forget it. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, Idiot's delight is actually used to describe a couple of desserts. Once again, it's a name that they've just been like, yeah, we'll use this as sort of a blanket term. You're grabbing all the stuff that's the blanket terms today. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to cover... 
other recipes and its alternate names in another episode. So I'm just going to focus on one of them today. Nice. So today's Idiot Delight is a recipe from the Civil War era of the Southern States of America. Woo! Just, I'm there today. That's you are. I love it. It's where my research hole took me. Oh, this is, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. So it was popular with soldiers and civilians because it made the most of ingredients people get, could get hold of during food shortages. Mm. And it's easier to make than your bed. Literally, you can do it like this. Right. Um, so it ain't no fancy delight. This is Idiot's Delight, a dessert that can literally be made by an idiot in a tin can over an open fire just as easily as it can be made in an oven. I love it. I'm so intrigued. Yes. So I've got the Civil War recipe for it here, and it sounds super sweet, mm-hmm. super sugary, and sort of like doughy dumplings cooked in brown sugar sauce. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here is the recipe. For the filling, you will need one cup of brown sugar, one cup of raisins, one... I've made this pretty weird typo. I don't know if it's tablespoon or teaspoon. I'm going to think it's a tablespoon. Okay. Of butter. I've kind of mashed the two abbreviations Oh, together. we're in the South. That's a tablespoon it's a of tables- butter. I'm like, if it's anything, <laughs> it's a tablespoon, not a teaspoon. But do they even have teaspoons? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yes, because you need one teaspoon of vanilla. Oh, okay. <laughs> and four cups of water. Wow. Now, for the batter, you need seven tablespoons of butter. Ooh. Uh, oh. Half a cup of white sugar, two teaspoons of baking powder, half a cup of milk, and one cup of flour. Mm-hmm. So you boil all of the filling ingredients together, like the sauce ingredients. Yeah. You make a batter out of all the batter ingredients, just mix them all up. Then you drop spoonfuls of the batter into a greased baking dish, pour the brown sugar raisin butter mixture on top, Yum. and bake it 350 degrees Fahrenheit until golden. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. uh, that's, it sounds like it's bloody simple. And so sweet. But delicious. Yeah. Like, super simple to make. Like, just some kind of dumpling in sugar sauce. With, yeah. Yeah. Raisin yeah. And stuff. Like a spiced kind of... um raisiny sweet drizzle like a Mm. syrup well it's yeah it's not even a drizzle like they are sitting in it okay so they're swimming dumpling yum i want to eat this yeah right sounds kind of good honestly like sometimes i fucking hate having a food history podcast because i want to eat everything because everything we talk about i'm like I mean, except for the first season, let's be honest. Yeah, I just I was wanna, all about the first season. I just, I want to eat it all. Yeah. So I'll leave you with a fun fact. Okay. Idiot's Delight is also an MGM movie from 1939, starring Clark Gable and Norma Shearer. Shut your face. Clark and, Gable was a dish. Uh, and Norma Shearer was amazing. <sighs> so we both know they're the bomb diggity and we need to watch this movie. We absolutely need to watch this Clark movie. Clark Gable is... Mm, oh, he's... um, That's a... He is a historical treat. He's, he's a snack. He is a walking snack. Like his butt. Mmm. Charlotte's literally like <laughs> just biting her lip. <laughs> 
Why? Because we're perverts. <laughs> oh my god. Clark Gable's such a, well, he, yeah, such a babe. Such a, not the nicest man, let's be honest, in no, real life. But I don't think anyone in the 1930s was a nice man. No, I don't no. think they'd figured that out yet. Nah, he wasn't very nice to Marilyn either, because he was in, oh, this... Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. That's your, that's your It's because we, we know so much about vintage and, like, movies from that time and just... Yeah. Yeah, so it all blends into one, doesn't like, it? Like, in, in... What is it? Fuck, Mary kill or whatever yes. it is? Yes, I can't remember. I'm not young enough to remember the whole... What the order of them is. Yeah. Uh, I would not marry him. But I would do the first one. Yeah. In yeah. 1939. Yeah. Big big time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we just close this yeah. off? We'll stop talking about Clark Gable's dick. And <laughs> we'll say, thank you so much for listening. And oh, I guess the question is, though, out of all the things we've covered today, would you eat them with relish? Um, I would eat a witchy grub with relish. I feel like of all the things, a witchy grub, relish might make it better. I think cover it in like relish and cover it in some piccalilli and we've got a freaking snack. Popcorn a, it up. A, relishy grubs. A delicious snack. Absolutely. <laughs> um, is there anything that you would eat with, with relish? I mean, I've eaten jelly with relish in the first season. So you I just love relish. all of these desserts with relish, yeah. both literally and metaphorically. Yeah. You do love some jelly and relish together, yeah, don't you? You bloody that. weirdo. <laughs> it was okay. It was, it was doable. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Well, please go and like and follow our Instagram stuff. Um. Oh my gosh. I've, right, I haven't done a shameless subscribe. I haven't done a shameless plug in forever. Oh, I love a plug rate, review, and subscribe on all the places that you find podcasts and stuff. Like Stitcher, Apple, iTunes. Spotify. Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yay! All the places where you'd usually find podcasts, we're probably there. And if we're not, let us know. Yeah, if we're not on your platform of choice. Let us know. Yeah. And like, we'll try and get on there. Exactly. Um, and we've got a really cool episode coming up next week, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. It's um as we know, it's uh, it's getting into the season of spooky things. My favorite holiday. Jamie loves Halloween. I love Halloween, but <sighs> I think Jamie loves Halloween more than I do. I but I love, love pumpkin flavoured stuff. With the fiery passion of a hellbound demon. Yeah, she's... Like, I just... It's my time. She's all about that Halloween life. It's my time. I just prefer candy and pumpkin-flavoured stuff. That's kind of... I just like monsters and spooky shit. I like the scary shit. Like, proper yeah. scary shit. I like the movies. You like really scary stuff. I like really scary stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just weird. Um... But anyway, that is coming up, and we've got a deliciously creepy little podcast episode for you about Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. So, <laughs> so Halloweenies. Oh my gosh! Can you stop? I'm about to try and wrap this up. <laughs> Old giggles in the corner here won't <laughs> shut up, so I can end this. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for listening, and promise you won't have to wait too much longer for the next episode to come out. We're slack, I know, I get it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>